has all the knowledge you want. Malik books has all the knowledge you need. Malik books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Book Show, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Hi, my name is Malik, your host of Malik's Bookshelf. We're going into 2024, but before I go into 2024, I got to talk about 2023. So stay tuned for this episode, Year in Review 2023. Happy, happy new year. Woo, we got through 2023. Now we on the 2024. But before I can go into 2024, I got to recap 2023. Malik's bookshelf, year in review, because we had an extraordinary year. We had a lot going on. And not only Malik books and my podcast, but also in my own personal life. So I got to recap. I got to do a review. Because it was an extraordinary year of some highs and some lows. But we had some great times. We had some wonderful times. We had some big players that came through Malik Books. And I was able to do podcasts on them. Cedric the Entertainer. Omar Epps. Eric LaSalle. Renee Watson. Ebony Williams. Deborah Lee. and marie Nick Stone. Leslie Odom Jr., Max Greenfield, Kwame Alexander, Supernova Slump, and the ultimate queen of four all did podcasts with me 2023. And that's you. These are icons, big names, big followers, movers and shakers. These people have touched the lives of so many people in so many different ways. But Malik had the opportunity to feature them on Malik's bookshelf, and that was extraordinary. And there's more to come going into 2024, but I had to highlight some of my top interviews on my podcast. These interviews are still available. That's the beauty about the podcast is that these featured interviews are still available for your listening on all platforms you listen to your podcast. So, hey, peep it out because they some excellent, extraordinary interviews with extraordinary people. But last year, 2023, Malik is all about community. You know, I say Malik's bookshelf, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Our community outreach last year was incredible. I mean, we did so many activations and events, and I need to just talk to you about some of those highlights. We organized a Juneteenth event at the Westfield Culver City Mall. Had dancers, Jozo Bozo the Clown, music, and so much more. But the title of that event was Freedom to Read and Write Celebration. So we embraced the fact that 
we could read today and we could write today because there was a time in America that we wasn't allowed. It was against the law and you were stoned to death, killed to death, shot to death, beat to death just from reading and writing. You know, so, hey, that's a legacy and part of American history. So we wanted to celebrate the fact that we got the freedom today. And let me tell you something. Anything you want to find, you can find in a book. So we gave a celebration to encourage writing, to encourage reading, because if you want to elevate in this world, it's going to require some reading. Let me tell you that. And some writing. Well, anyway, because we organize panels where, you know, people who have a story and a history that they want to talk to the people about, put it in a book form. So we had publishers, black publishers, who talked about their, their contribution to help aspiring writers to write their story and write their book. We also organized this event in partnership with, the, it was called the Lamert Park Book Fair, and we partnered with them and brought Omar Epps, Eric LaSalle, those were our two headliners, and it was an extraordinary event. We also participated in an event called Winter Wonderland, and we gave away 2,000 books. That's right, to the community. 2,000 books. Look, the community has been good to Malik Books, and this was our way of giving back to the community. So we gave away 2,000 books at the Winter Wonderland at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Plaza. And that felt good because books are life-changing. Change your thoughts, change your life. Now, we also, in September, did an event called Back to Schools that was organized by It's Bigger Than Us. And we partnered with them to also raise enough funds to give away two thousand books at that event it's moments like that and activations like this that we feel so great about the movement that we're creating that's right because if you want something lasting it got to be a movement and we are about life changing and using books to you do that one book at a time now i've said this many times i'm a book activist and this is how i activate in my community and advocate for my community by giving books to our community. I've been a book activist since 1990, and I love what I do, and I do it with a passion. We've hosted book events and book signings and meet and greets, seminars and workshops at Malik Books. We featured Cedric the Entertainer, and we took over the Westfield Cove City Mall Boy, oh boy, the whole mall was like, man, what's popping at Malik Books? Well, the people came out and showed up when Cedric came to the neighborhood. Cedric, the entertainer, meet and greet book signing at Malik Books was an extraordinary event. The community showed up. He loved it. He thanked, he thanked us. And let me tell you, we can roll that over to the two events we did during the Pan-African Film Festival. We hosted the Black Hollywood event, which we brought in Corell Augustus and a few of the featured actors in and actresses, his book called Black Hollywood, Reimagining Iconic Hollywood Movies. We also did another event in conjunction with the Pan-African Film Fund with Ebony K. Williams, who wrote the book Bet on Black. So we featured her and Corell Augustus. We did an explosive 
two events during the Pan-African Film Fest at the Baldwin Hills Crenshaw Mall. That was extraordinary. Now, now let me tell you about this event that we partnered with BSAP, which is part of the L.A. Unified Ski School District. But BSAP means Black Scholars Achievement Plan. All right. This is an initiative to make sure that underserved children in L.A. USD is served with certain resources, such as books. So we partnered with BSAP and they created an event called the BSAP Family Reunion. This event featured Omar Epps. So what happened is BSEP partnered with Malik Books and sponsored 600 books. Did you hear me? 600 books of Omar's new book, Nubia, The Awakening, and Nubia, The Reckoning. So 600 books Omar Epps signed, and they gave away these books to the community. So that was a wonderful, wonderful event and experience and we bless the community and omar coming out to be present be available for our community was extraordinary some of the other book fairs that we hosted was at lamert park elementary frank d parent 42nd street open magnet charter school and let me tell you, it, we did many more. And these book fairs were extraordinary. We we entertained, we play our theme song, and it just was a festive event where the kids come out. We talk to them in the auditorium. We break out the bookmobile. We spread out the wealth of books, and it means so much when you see some of these kids' light bulbs cut on and the excitement of this in them, and even when the parents come pick up the school and they see the bookmobile and the, the love and the gratitude and the appreciation for us being on the ground, we brought in, we brought out Reverend Ruthless with the golden toothless. He came and entertained the kids. He was extraordinary, magnetic, and we greatly appreciate the love him and his family gave to Malik Books. Um, it was extraordinary when we put on these book fairs to see the joy and the happiness and the laughter in many of these kids. Now, a lot of these kids, many of them don't like to read. So we there to try to create excitement and energy and fun for the kids to appreciate and love to read. Read to achieve. Readers are leaders, and leaders are readers. So when we bring out that bookmobile and we put on and host a book fair, it's to bring joy and happiness to the gift of reading to our youth and our young and our students. But let me tell you this, because what made some of these book fairs so extraordinary and awesome and incredible is we partnered with the Pinsky Media and Black Infinity Group and gave away $20,000 in 2023 worth of books to underserved schools in Los Angeles. Let me say that again. We partnered with Pinsky Media and Black Infinity Group and gave away $20,000 in books to our students and youth and underserved schools in Los Angeles. Now, you know that got to make you feel good. That got to make you feel like you're making a... I'm a book activist, and I'm so grateful that people see my mission and help and aid me in doing these extraordinary things. And if you're listening to this podcast, help us. We can use as much 
capital and funds as possible. Help us to give our books in our community. Help us to make these extraordinary book festivals. Help us to go to these schools and bring books and help our next generation love to read. Because readers are leaders. And we got to help them to see the importance and the appreciation for reading books. Let me say this. Books is the gift that keeps on giving. And our children are 100% of our future. Without that generation, we got no future. So we got to invest in our youth, in our young, in our students, so that they can become the next generation of game changers. So help Malik Books. Get in touch with me, Malik Books. 323-513-5358. That's my number direct if you want to call and you can also send me an email at Malik at MalikBooks.com. That's right. Malik, M-A-L-I-K, at MalikBooks.com. Help us to help others. We all grow together, more together. Let's give together. Help us. We can't continue just to use our capital in order to serve this need. We need others to help us so we can do more. If you close your hand... And your fingers, you make a fist, it becomes stronger. So you see, when you open your hand and everything is separate, you can do, your strength is less. But together, if we close the fist, we can accomplish more. So help us. We got a GoFundMe. We got a GoFundMe on GoFundMe under Malik Books. You can go there and donate money. But help us. Don't we need your help to continue to help the next generation? And, 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 and that's a call to action. We need your help. And I'm not ashamed or afraid to act. We need your help. So help us. Now, I'm honored. I was honored last year. I was immensely honored last year. One of the biggest highlights was that we were selected to be a special seller at the L.A. Times Book Festival in 2023. We hosted... The all the books at the children's pavilion last year. We, being the special seller, got a chance to meet some prolific and extraordinary authors, and that's it's an amazing undertaking. Don't get me wrong, and it requires a lot of volunteers and a lot of work, and it's backbreaking. It ain't easy, but we were honored. And we're going to be that again in 2024. The special seller at the LA Times Festival Books coming up in April. We're going to be the special seller again in 2024. But listen, that was an honor. It was extraordinary. And we felt like instead of just vending there and having our booth, which we are, we're going to have the big tent and the bookmobile. We we got a 20 by 20 and the bookmobile going to be out there in 2024, just like it was out there in 2023. We're going to break it on out. We're going to have a wealth of books to inspire the next generation of change. We got books for adults too, so come on through, all right? So we 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 we're gonna have the big wheels, the big guns. It's going down this year, 2024. But I'll tell you this, last year I was honored. It was our first time ever being a special seller. We've always vended over the years at the LA Times, but this time, you know, we we, we was official bookseller for the Children's Pavilion. And we're honored to be that again in 2024. So, hey, y'all, come on out. But that right there was huge for us. That was big for us because that's a a massive undertaking and we did it and we did it. 
and we did it. And people enjoyed how we ran it, operated it, and it was a wonderful experience. And I just want, you know, you got to come on out. It's a great event. It's a great book festival. And um, 2024 on that, right? But that was a huge, that was big, and that was an honor. And so, you know, a lot of this was the highs of last year for Malik's bookshelf, for Malik books. Um, but on another note, you know, everything ain't always up. Sometimes things are down. And some of the things that were very, uh, dis- I guess, disappointing was, um, you know, the economy uh, had affected a lot of businesses, not just Malik Books. Um, some businesses probably made the biggest profits they ever made, but many didn't. And to 2023, you know, people had to decide whether or not they wanted, you know, gas or a book. You know, when them gas prices started shooting up, <laughs> people got to decide. When food prices started shooting up, these affecting certain goods and products, right? So to me, it affected our sales because people don't have the same disposable income. People using their credit cards to live on. I'm saying not everybody, but a lot of people. And all I'm saying is um, I've talked to a lot of retailers in our locations and uh, their sales were down. You know, and we can't wait to December in order to increase our sales. We can't wait to December for to go out with a bang for the year just because of the holidays. You know, it matters the other 11 months as well. And throughout the year, we, we saw a downtrend. We saw a downtrend in sales. It didn't stop us from giving out books. It didn't stop us from trying to raise money to give out books. It didn't stop us from our core mission, what I'm saying. It didn't stop us from doing the work to still make a change and a difference, despite our sales being down. You see, so, you know, that's a, you know, that was a, 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 a downturn for 2023 to see uh, sales uh, decrease in the way that they did. And it wasn't a small percentage that it decreased. And like I said, people have to decide. Book, gas. Gas, book. Food, book. Book, food. You know, because they the ones making out like a bandit and making more money than ever. The food industry as well as the oil industry, they, you know, and oil is affecting everything else because that's how products are transmitted through trucking and shipping. And so, and when that start going up, everything else is going, you know, so the inflation and recession and the kind, it affected our business, affected many other, but so that was a, uh, uh, you know, a downturn. And that was something that um, is a downward aspect of 2023 that, um, you know, in the year of review, uh, I did a lot of episodes uh, uh, last year, uh, and listen, um, I'm almost at a hundred and then this year I'm going to hit a hundred. I'm going to hit a, I'm going to hit that 100, you know, this year. Uh, I think I'm in the high 88s. I really don't know as I'm taping this podcast. I don't even know what episode I'm on, but I think it's 88. I think I'm not sure. Don't quote me on it. But anyway, I'm going to bust through 100 this year. You got it. But I'm still talking about 2023. And the lowest, the, I mean, the lowest point of my 2023 happened to me personally. And I lost my mother. 
2020, in June of 2023. And I've done a podcast on that. I, I opened up and I shared with my audience, you know, my thoughts about death, about life, about my mom. And that was a painful time for me. And it's still a painful time for me. You know, losing your mom. Now, I had a relationship with mom. Now, I know everybody don't got a relationship with their mom. I think most people do. But I had a great relationship with my mom. I love my mom. You know, she's my first teacher. She taught me how to walk, taught me how to read. She taught me love, kindness. She taught me about the meaning of caring and embracing family. I loved the vacations we went on. I loved the special moments we had with our birthdays. I've loved, you know, the closeness and tightness we had growing up as a family. And it wasn't a big family. But we had a loving family. You know, I grew up going to the church. I grew up. You know, I remember those days. Look, if you didn't go to church, we couldn't even go outside and play. You know, is is you know what I got out of that? What I got out of that is that um, as a parent, you have to make commitments, and you have to teach the next generation, particularly your children, um, that if you if you desire certain things in life then you have to do other things to get those things, meaning. So when, when, when my mom thought that church was a way to teach us to love God and to love others and to teach us certain values and principles, and she felt that if it was mandatory that we go to school, then it should be mandatory that we go to church. So, hey, we had to go to church. Otherwise, she let it, she she told us straight up, look, if you don't go to church, because you used to get a certain name, oh, I don't want to go. Okay, well, then you won't go to bed or go outside. And in my day, hey, we all played outside. All the kids knew each other. We all had fun outside. So we look forward to those moments. Nowadays, people don't even go outside, don't even know their name. I was at a restaurant having a meal with my wife the other day. And look, about five houses down where I live is a neighbor. Been here probably for 20 years, too. Guess what? Didn't even know her. <laughs> she had kids the same age as our kids. Kids don't, we, hey, we don't know the neighbors. We don't know the kids. You know, it's crazy. But, hey, I know we ain't the only ones like that. A lot of people like that. It's like, man, but, you know, we got to do better. We got to do better because that's, you know, you should know thy neighbor. You know, know thy neighbor. And the kids should know each other and play. But when I grew up, we all knew the neighborhood. We all knew everybody. We all knew the kids. We all knew the parents. And believe me, you know, um, they tighten you up just like your parents tighten you up. When I was growing up, like, you know, you out there doing shenanigans, well, that neighbor going to tighten you up too. <laughs> so, but anyway, um. My mom was just special, man. And the vacations that we went on, man, was extraordinary. Um, and it taught me the importance of vacation and, and going away with family. And we went a lot of places together uh, during the summer. 
and just had a wonderful time all together. And I have so, just, I just have so many fond memories of my mom. And just losing her, you know, was devastating. And I really, you know, was in a in a in a in a in a, in a funky space. You know what I'm saying? But you know, the, here's the thing: is that I have to realize that what don't kill you make you stronger. You know, things are meant to be the way they are. You're supposed to outlive your parents. You're supposed to be there. And available when they pass away. You're supposed to. It don't always happen that way. But in most cases, you know, it does. And here's the thing is that you're supposed to um, witness death. That's the point that I'm trying to really make here. And and you're supposed to witness the death of something that you really love and that you really enjoy and that. This all and that all is left is just memories. You're supposed to go through through that cycle, what I'm saying. And you have to embrace that cycle. And if you don't, because there are a lot of people who never handle death properly and they wind up homeless on drugs, you know, all kind of things that happen in life, all because they didn't process that grief and that and that disappointment and that loss properly. So you gotta process this right because it's meant to go through this, but not all of us are able to deal with it effectively and efficiently and able to get past it. But only thing that I know is time settles all argument. It, no matter how I feel, it's only through time am I able to really get with it. I always tell people, man, when you're going through something, man, get to work. Find something you love to do and stick with it. And so it keeps your mind off of whatever it is that's bringing that hurt and that grief and that pain. But the reality, um, uh, uh, the irony, not a reality, because it's reality too, but it's irony too. Five months later, five months later, in December, late December, I lost my big sus. Let me say that again. Five months later, I lost my big sus. And it felt like her loss felt like a band-aid for the loss of my mom was ripped off. Now I'm grieving all over again. Now... I'm charged with the task of now burying my sister. I got to go at the beginning of January. She passed away at the end of December, but I had all kind of things going on with the stores and the holidays, so I had to make arrangements during this time to have the service in the first week of January 6th. That's Saturday. So I had to go back to D.C., Maryland, to bury my big sis. I had to host the service at her, the church that she was a member of. It was a wonderful service. But in 2023, I lost my mom. Then I lost my sister. And before I lost my sister, in November, I lost my high school coach whom was instrumental in putting me on my road to where I'm at in California, uh, helping me to get a scholarship to USC, making me number one in the country in the 100 meters in track and field. That's whom uh, I lost also in 2023. My high school coach, who I love, 
who impact my life, my career, my passion, my love for track and field. I lost him in November. I went back to his funeral. And then in December, late December, lost my sister, big sis, whom was my protector for many years in elementary when I was bullied, when I was ridiculed for whatever reason, my big sis came to my defense. She didn't start bullying them. She was a fighter. She had a strong personality. She was my protector. She helped me to get strong along as, my, as well as my dad. She helped me to understand you got to fight back sometime. She helped me to, while I'm in school being picked on and bullied, she helped me stand strong, stand on my two feet, defend myself, my big sus. I'm going to miss her. Ooh, I'm going to miss her. But these are the things that have happened in my life in 2023. And this is one of the reasons why I my podcast was a little delayed because of my grieving and all the circumstances that I was dealing with. I had to step back for a little bit to gather myself, gather my thoughts, deal with these issues, bury my sister. But hey, these are my tasks. These are my trials. And this is my opportunity to see who and what I am and how I deal with this. What don't kill you make you stronger. I said that earlier. How I'm feeling I'm grateful. I'm thankful. Because in the midst of all the darkness and all the things that might go astray, there's a tomorrow. There is joy. There is happiness. There is laughter. In the midst of all that, hey, there's a time for everything. It's a time for war. It's a time for peace. It's a time to cry. It's a time to laugh. That's all. Life is a heartbeat. But at the end, even though these matters happen, I got to be grateful, man. Hey, that could have been me too. Or, or, you know, I got to be grateful for what I have and what I don't have. Because sometimes the thing we don't have is what's saving our lives. The things that you want and pray for might the very thing to kill you, take you out. So just be still. And look at what you do have and be grateful because there's always rain, but there's always sunshine. Find that sunshine. Search for that rainbow at the end, all right? It's just, you know, part of life. We, we got to grow from all the circumstances that we have to deal with. So I had two big guns pass away, mother and big sis. In 2023. So, you know, I'm thankful that it's over and I'm in 2024. But that was, that, that came with some pain. That came with some sorrow. That came with some sadness. 
And, you know, um, any I could be feeling good. I could be feeling radiant. I could be feeling energetic and passionate or what have you and just full of joy. And it might be one word or something I saw. And it can just change your mood, change your feelings right there on the dime. And that's just what I got to deal with, what you got to deal with. But um, life is good. Life is magnificent. Life is extraordinary. So enjoy every moment and every time because none of us promised tomorrow. So give thanks every day for having life, for having what you have, and be grateful. Thank you for listening to this podcast, Year in Review 2023. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture, and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.